evening and welcome to the Once In Never Out podcast. I'm your host, Alex Latham, and I am tonight I am joined by Joe Green and Jack Thompson. First of all, how are you both? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Joe? Good. Good, so we're going to start with Saturday's game against Stevenage. We won the game 2-1. Um, good goal from Doyle for an upper Salsovich rebound and then a classic counter-attack goal from us, which we've not seen for a while. Um, and obviously we can see the goal just before half-time. Jack, what did you think of our performance on Saturday afternoon? I thought we um, we played well in stages, and then but I felt like so at some points we were rushing on the passing, especially Baptiste. I felt like he was rushing too much on the ball, but we got the two goals, which obviously helped us get the win on the weekend. But um, very. Um, defensively for their goal that they scored but I've been told it was a foul but I'm not too sure on that one but I thought we, we generally played much better And Joe what did you think of Saturday's performance? I think that it really showed what Everett is trying to bring to us the attacking play Counter attacking the first goal as well, but as well, Doyle doing his stuff not quite a proper overhead kick, but nearly there from Doyle. And their goal soft, Chucks had no real chance. I didn't really see a foul in it, I just thought he got, I just thought Delaney got be physically apart from that got the win which is the most important thing yeah it is uh, Kyle what did you think of Saturday's uh, game on, against Stevenage I thought we played really well to be honest um, we shouldn't have let them back in the game like that but to be fair it was a good finish and yeah probably we should work undefending again. Yeah, that's true, but it's good that we managed to grind out the win at the end and hold on uh, against a team that are second bottom in the division and, you know, struggling. They've not won that many games. Um, now, Saturday's man of the match was obviously Ricardo Santos. Um, after the first couple of games he played for us, he was written off by the fans going, oh, he's a non-league standard he can't even pass the ball around or do anything. Um, Jack, do you think, are you impressed with how Santos has improved as the season's gone on? Uh, I'm very impressed on Ricardo Santos, the way he's playing throughout the season. He's just bullying strikers off the ball and he's really helping us in the defence and he's helping Baptiste and Delaney do their job as well as possible, I, as I'd I guess, but back to uh, Ricardo Santos has started very well to his bottom career. Kyle, what do you think of Ricardo Santos in terms of his improvement since the season started in September? Obviously, I was uh, doubting him at the start of the season and uh, 
Now, you can't really go wrong with him. You know, he's got at least he's got at least two um, man of the matches to his name um, so far. And he's pretty much a rock at the back. Yeah, I agree with both of you there. Uh, Joe, what do you think of his improvement? Rico has probably done one of the best turnarounds in form that we've had in recent years from a, one single player. Can't remember the last few years where we've had a player that's responded to criticism and turned it around as well. So it's good to see, and hopefully we see more of it in the future if a, if a player comes in, don't have a good start, and hopefully they respond as well. And, you know, something like that. Oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, you've all three of you make good points. He was a as I said earlier, he was a player that the fans were like, oh, what's he doing playing uh, and all sorts of that. Um, one thing we've noticed in the last couple of games, Salford one and the one on Saturday, is everyone knows that Jilks has played the last two games in place of Krillin in the league. Jilks is 38, is also our player coach in terms of goalkeeping coach. Um, kept a clean sheet against Salford, made some good saves there. And on Saturday, he made a Cracking save from this evening's goal scorer that was going into the top corner. He's got cat like reactions, even though he's 38. Um, what do you think, Joe, of Jilks' performances in the last two games? Well, it seems like age is only a number with Jilks. You know, he's produced two saves that you wouldn't see with Krellin that would just fly into the top corners. Like, even there was one that was hit low at low to his right that would probably go on, gone in like not being mean to Krellin but that's what has seemed to gone in like stuff like that so he's been solid and then yeah age is just a number for him yeah I agree he was, he's been good um, in terms of replacing Krellin Jack what do you think of Matt Jilks since he's come into the team I believe that um, since he's come in, he's been played very well and he's very experienced, so you'd expect him to play well and be more commanding than Krellin is. And obviously, we'd all say give Krellin more time, but we've all we've also given him time from the start of the season, so that's not an excuse anymore because he's had enough time and he's worked with Jilks, so he should be taking some advice off Jilks and putting it in his own game, but it's not been effective on Krellin yet, but... I reckon, I think Jilks in the past two games has been amazing. Well, not amazing, but he's been he's been substantial for us to keep us in the games that we've been playing in the last two. Yeah, you make a good point there, uh, Jack. He has looked good. Um, he made some saves that Krillin wouldn't have a point that Joe did touch on. Um, Kyle, welcome to you. What do you think of Matt Jilks' performances in his last two games? I think he has uh, played and fitted into the team quite well. Um, obviously, made some really good saves. And also, he's a kind of goalkeeper that we really needed for this league in general because we needed like a leader and someone who like is really experienced and not just like young, but which needed experience. So, yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, I agree, Carl. You, you do make a good point. We need someone mid-experience in the team. And I think when Jilts made his debut against Salford on a game that was on Sky, all the supporters heard at home, or maybe in Chorley, was probably him shouting, telling players what to do. You never know. Could have been echoing around the whole of Bolton in his instructions on Friday night last week, the week before. Um, so we're looking forward to tomorrow night's game. We're playing Scunthorpe away. It was the first meeting between the sides since April 2018, where we scored a last-minute winner against them in the League One days. How times have changed since then um, for both clubs. Uh, Kyle, what is your score prediction for tomorrow? Two on Bolton, come on. Jack, your score prediction? I always like to keep it positive, um, so I'm going to go for a 2-0 to Bolton. Two, two big Ws for, from the pundits tonight. Uh, Joe, your prediction? Again, I like to keep it positive. I always like to predict a win, so, but I'm going 3-1. I think they'll score because they've picked up a bit of form recently, but I think with our form, we'll carry on and we'll be a bit more clinical. Well, we have been clinical. We just, yeah, 3-1. Yeah, I get you. yeah 3-1. So we've all saying big Ws for, for Bolton tomorrow. Um, right, Ian Evett spoke to the press this afternoon. And I'm currently checking Twitter. And the first thing he said was... We're not getting carried away. We're just focused on the na- on the next game and focused on winning at Scunthorpe. If we stay focused, then the rest will take care of itself. Um, Joe, do you think Ian has a point there? Uh, yeah. Fans, players, staff can't get over excited. They're on a good run of form, but there's no guarantees in football that any run will keep going forever but that's very true sorry that's that's true I mean yeah but we have what have you said Joe we've only good we're in a good run of form we've won our last three in a row in all comps which is the first time I've done that in over a year um Jack your score but uh, your thoughts on in Everett's comment that I just read out there saying don't you mustn't get carried away just focus on the next game focus on winning against Gunthorpe if you stay focused and yeah. what will be will be yeah I think that he's, he's trying to imply that you just take one game at a time and focus on the next game and the games after just make sure you focus on that one game and win that game and progress on and hopefully if you keep focusing on that one game each week we can hopefully press on to more wins and hopefully have a chance of going up this season. Yeah, you've both made good points in terms of it's good that everyone doesn't get on cloud nine because of this unbeaten sequence they're on in terms of wins. Uh, Kyle, what do you think of that quote from Everett? Okay, I think we'll just move on to the next point. Um, we've clearly asked about players' availability. 
and the Everett said it helps having everyone available at once, apart from obviously Dennis Politic and Harry Brockbank with their injuries. It improves the quality in training and on a match day, and we're pleased with where we're at at that. We're at in that sense. Uh, Jack, what do you think of that saying? It's good to have everyone back, apart from the two that are obviously long-term injuries. It's helped training. It's good prep for match day. Do you agree with what Everett has said there? Um, I'd obviously agree with having having fit players and playing week in, week out for more options. I think that he obviously needs that because the amount of high press and how much he, he needs his team to work so hard on the pitch, them five substitutions now will benefit them and him having a full fit team, apart from obviously Dennis Politic and Harry Brockbank will really help him in the long term. Yeah, good point once again. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on that? Commenting the build-up about uh, play availability and those that are injured and training and all sorts. Yeah, it's a good point by Everett. He, this is where the five substitutions came in at the perfect time from everyone coming back, apart from the two. Just... If you're going to have a competitive squad, you'll need everyone there, or as many people as possible, to come make com- places competitive and to uh, right, spur the strongest level on. Because if they don't have much competition, like Crowley didn't, then they're not going to put in their best performances. If they have everyone fit and fighting, then players are going to make their performance levels higher to make sure they keep their spot. So, yeah. Yeah, and also Ian Everett, I've seen on Twitter again, in his other on the Manchester, BBC Radio Manchester has said that Bolton are starting to use murder ball in training now similar to what Bielsa does at Leeds basically high intense high intense game Um, do you think that will help the players doing the intense game of of murder ball Joe we'll start with you Um, well if you're going to go on a run you're going to need to keep that intensity you know this League ain't the best. Anyone can beat anyone. You could probably be better on the table than South End. Beat anyone. So you need that level of intensity to keep up. And that will probably help us as we go along if we keep doing that in training sessions week in, week out. Yeah, you make a good point. And obviously, when Leeds played earlier on in the season, um, I think you interviewed even Cal Carvin Phillips about murder ball in terms of what he does in training at Leeds. And he says, oh, he also makes it very tough. It's a game basically with no rules and it's high intensity. It helps the players do with running statistics because I think Leeds have run the most miles out of most Premier League clubs this year in terms of how fit the players are. Um, Jack, do you think Murder Ball will benefit Bolton, in, especially in the season that's to follow? I mean, in the games, not the season. Yeah, I, I believe uh, Murder Ball will help Bolton a lot, as in in Everett's game game plan and 
the way he's so um, makes his players work so hard and so high intensity. Murder ball is perfect for Bolton and training just to keep that high intensity going and going and going. So then they can put that into their game and hopefully put the, as much pressure on the players to win the ball back and counter attack and hopefully score a goal on weekends in League Two. Yeah, that's very true. Kyle, what do you think of Ian Emmett's tactic to use murder ball in training? I think it'll um, make players uh, more sharp and more aware of their surroundings in like real games and stuff. And yeah, it'll just it'll just be fun which will uh, improve their happiness and uh, make them want to try better for the club. You've all made good points. It's as we all mentioned. As we've all mentioned, it's quite an intense training drill. So hopefully, player should benefit from that. Um, as you all said, but on the point as well, Ian Everett has said, as a football manager, you should never switch off. You only get out of it what you put in. It's just like anything else in life. When I'm at home, I'm watching players and preparing for future windows and where and where can improve. Um, basically, he's saying. You know, yeah, as a football, as a coach, I should never switch off. It isn't a day where I go, oh, what I'm meant to be doing again. He's basically saying when he's at home, he's watching stuff back and preparing for future transfer windows. Um, Kyle, do you think Everett makes a good point there, saying I never switch off as a football manager because when at home I'm watching certain certain things that players should do? Sorry, what was the question? Uh Everett said, as a football manager, you should never switch off. You only get out of it what you put in. It's like anything else in life. And, he, and lastly, he says, when I'm at home, I'm watching players and preparing for future windows and where we can improve. Do you think Everett has a point where he's saying, um, I, when I'm at home, I'm watching the players, basically watching footage back and planning for the future? Yeah, because obviously he needs to um, work out what players would fit well into the team and say for example uh, at the start of the season we really needed defenders and uh, he would have probably been looking out for defenders and uh, you know stuff like that Yeah I get what you mean Kyle Joe what do you think of that quote from Everett there? Um, it's... Yeah not switching off is good. Like, I know it's not as hard as what he does or anywhere near, but when I'm at college and then when I come home, it's like I'm still thinking about what I have to do to do stuff better in that way. So as long as he does that with his job, it's going to make him improve. It's going to improve the club. It's going to improve the team. It's going to improve individual players. And it's just going to progress and progress and progress. Very true. Uh, Jack, what do you think of that pretty much uh, quote from Everett? I believe that um, him saying he never switches off, you have to keep that key in football because if you switch off in a slight moment, you could just lose everything. And it's not ideal. And him saying he's 
watching footage back and looking at players who he's in for future to sign is very handy for himself because he could see something in our game that he doesn't like and he could see something in someone else's game he does like and he can bring that into our squad, hopefully. Yeah, we'll have to see what players do you get in in January. And believe it or not, it's not long now till that window starts. It's almost four weeks till players can, clubs can start buying players again. Um, but obviously, George, hopefully George Thomason will be included in the match day squad tomorrow. Um, obviously, he missed out Saturday because of a, he got five yellow cards when alone at Bamba Bridge. So his loan was carried across to that game. Um, I know he played on Tuesday, had a good cameo coming on. Uh, Jack, what do you think George Thomason will bring tomorrow if he's involved? Um, I think he'll obviously bring some fight into the squad, some good, um, hopefully some desire as well in the midfield. Hopefully he can um, really improve our squad. Don't know a lot on George himself, but I know that he obviously went to Bamba Bridge and he's had five yellow cards, which means he obviously likes a good tackle, so hopefully he can bring some of that to Bolton. Yeah, he clearly, as you said, he clearly likes to tackle. That's, that's why I end up with a, with a suspension from the game at the weekend and sadly wasn't involved, having impressed us on Tuesday night against Newcastle Reserves. Joe, what do you think he'll bring tomorrow if he's selected? Well, probably be starting on the bench. We can't see him starting ahead of Tut or Osartovic, as long as they're the ones who are starting. Uh, but as long as... If he's brung on, he's going to bring that quick one-two passing. Going to just keep us giving that attacking intent that he gave us on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Linking up with the attacking midfielder who that night was Darcy. Uh, pass move, pass move. What you're taught to do as a youngster. He, he does the basics, he does them well and then Hopefully, he'll and Scunford are exactly uh, the best side. Like, they've only really started to pick up more so have we, but they really struggled a lot more than we did at the start. It's probably a good opponent for him to really make a stamp on his professional football career. Yeah, both make good points um, in terms of Thomas and uh, that he fight coming to the team as a bit well most likely as Joe said on the bench because he can't we all can't see him starting ahead of Sars or Andrew Tutt um, Kyle what did what do you think Thomason can bring to the first team tomorrow if he is as I say selected I think he uh, he might bring in some like some like uh quality maybe some uh, aggression and uh, some willing to uh, make a name for himself and be a regular starter yeah you've all made good points three valid points the fact that as Jack said he likes to tackle um, and as Joe said he, he can't he might not start due to the other senior players with more game experience this season and obviously um I think he will be on the bench as well because 
it's just one of those things where, as a young player, yes, he's been on loan from a non-league side and and done well, impressed ever. All has been watching him and come back and had a good cameo. Um, we want to end tonight with just a gen- just one last thing. Um, you've also got score predictions already from earlier. Uh, but who do you think will score tomorrow night, Jack, for us? Um, goal scorers, um, I'd probably say, because he's, he's been quite clinical in front of goal recently, I'd probably say Doyle. He'll probably get one. And I reckon Sarsovic. Yeah, because obviously, as you say, Doyle's found form now. Quite a few goals in the last few games. Um, Joe, who do you, your goal scorers for tomorrow, please? Uh, I'm going to go three separate goal scorers, Doyle in the back Crawford again. And I'm going to give Sarsovic my first goal scorer prediction. And Kyle, lastly with you, um, who are your goal scorers for predictions for tomorrow? Doyle and Sars. Oh, so we've had loads of... All three of you have said Doyle, Sars and Sars and Joe said Crawford. Um, yeah, those... I mean, when Crawford scored on Saturday, the relief on his face was quite clear to see the the way he he started come on when he scored that uh, counter attacking goal was was good because it proves that he cares. Yes, in the last few games he's put he would have probably put that over the bar, um, like he did against Salford in the few games before that and the Bradford one as well. Um, but I think Crawford is getting better as the season goes on. What do you think, Kyle of? Crawford's performances. Do you think they're getting better or still at the level that they were earlier on? I reckon now that he's got got off the mark with that goal, he might start bagging a few more. He might start playing better. He might start playing well. He might start carrying the team. Not carrying, but you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. He just start being a bit more influential. So he's a player that obviously influences the players around him. Uh, Joe, what do you think of Crawford? Do you think his, his performances are, are stayed where they are or do you reckon he's risen above where he was two or three games ago? Well, I think he was... I think he's been better. You know, I, I'm still a huge fan of Crawford. I thought he was great for us last year even though it wasn't the best few years for us. He hasn't been great on the eye to watch, but he has more or less been, his stats say otherwise, he's got second most assists in the league and he's got a goal as well. So he's got five goal contributions already. Just what you see on the eye isn't showing as good as what the stats are seeing, but I think he's getting better. And lastly, Jack, do you think Crawford's performances have improved from, say, as I said to Joe, two or three games ago? Or do you reckon he's still at the same level? Yeah, I believe he's obviously improved off scoring a goal, which will obviously boost his confidence in games to come. I really do believe, hopefully, this can strive some more and hopefully this can also help him um, 
as I said, with confidence and giving, getting more assists and hopefully some more goals and hopefully he can maybe score one of them free kicks once one time, but we'll have to see about that one. Yeah, we will. Um, well, thank you guys for joining me this evening. Um, our next episode is half six on Friday, where we will look more into the Sunthorpe game and as well as well as uh, the team news for that for both sides in terms of injuries and suspensions. So I've been your host, Alex Latham. Thank you, Jack, Joe, and Cal for joining me this evening. Enjoy the rest of your night and stay safe. Thank you. you.